Aloha, I am June Jones of the Houston Roughnecks, and this is the XFL Show. Welcome, football fans. This is for the love of football, and this is the XFL Show. I'm Alan. And I'm Bryant. As the road to somewhere continues, we're putting the pieces together from everything everyone involved with the XFL and CFL talk says, hopefully coming up with a clear picture of where this thing is headed. This is episode 165. Time to get a clue, Bryant. We've got some interesting things from the commissioner of the CFL to talk about today. Some interesting ideas people out there covering the negotiations are saying. And some craziness that you're putting out on the internet. Wake up. Who do you? It's me. It's you. It's time to get a clue. There's so much out there. Long uh, whoop, Alan. It's WrestleMania season. I'm sorry, there, Long it Alan. Is. But hey, <laughs> Alan. It's uh, it, Brainbuster Radio know, coming Brain at Bu- you this weekend. <laughs> it is actually uh, no. It is. It, we we have little snippets from the XFL. We have full interviews from the CFL side, uh, and it's all a mystery at the end of the day. Who knows who did it where with what? Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. I I <laughs> don't know if it's gonna be. Randy Ambrosi with global domination from Canada at the, at the end of the day, but maybe it will be. Maybe, Seven, it's, the ex, maybe it's maybe it's the Rock with uh, some t- what is it, the energy drink or some Terramana tequila in Los Angeles. Terramana tequila, a <laughs> bottle. Yep, we'll we'll figure it out. We got to put the clues together. That's what we're here to do today. Seven two four five six five four XFL is the number for you to call. Nobody picks up a phone like this anymore, but this is still how I say pick up the phone and call Bryant. And if you're watching on YouTube, you see me doing a phone hand, which is also hang loose, bro. If you want to do that, 724-565-4XFL is the place to do it. Leave a voicemail, text message us, get on the show at XFL show as, as well as the place to do it. Most popular place to do it, social media. People love that stuff these days. At XFL show, Twitter. Instagram, hit us up. And of course, we are brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts. You could go to prettyeasypodcast.com today to get your own podcast started very easily with a whole lot of help for a very, very low, low rate professional podcast producing assistance that you need to get your podcast up and running and sounding great. That's not their catchphrase, though, Brian. They have another one. They make podcasting. Uh, pretty easy. That was good, Tony. That's it. I like it. it. Thank you. But now we're going to go looking for some football clues because we're really smart. It's another reference right there for you kids. Let's think and dunk real quick around social media at XFL show, Bryant. And you put some poll questions up every week. You put some interesting replies to people. Uh, I interact a little bit there as well. But this week you got graphic. 
A little too graphic, if you ask me. Gra- Although what? everybody see who replied to your graphic seemed to appreciate your graphic and are down with your quote-unquote smart season stemming back to last week's show. Yeah, I thought I'd put this out because I did give it some thought. You remember a, cu- a couple years ago when I did my simulated schedule, Alan? I don't know if you remember that, and I got torn apart. I mean, literally torn apart by the by our fan base. Or maybe not our fan base, but either way. I thought I expected the same thing when I put out this smart season thing, and I didn't. It's actually a little different here. I'll show you the, the YouTube world out there if you want to take a look at it. But this is the graphic that I put out, smart season Alan, I really haven't gotten your feedback on it. I wanted to save it for the show, but I'll kind of lay it out there. It was basically training camp in March. Uh, You have 13 weeks of a season in April, May, and June. Uh, You take that season, you play 12 games, so that's one bye week per team. Uh, Three divisions, you got to add a team, 18 teams. You got to keep it whole because if not, you kind of get into a world of problems. Uh, Five division games. You could start the weekend after the Final Four, which would be this weekend coming up, and you end around what you said last week, which was July 4th. And then the three-week playoff, you can either decide six or eight teams. Probably eight makes more money. Uh, And then you end by the start of August. The timeline's great because that's the timeline I threw out there last week. So I'll give you that. That late March, early April, basically uh, for players, the preseason and season. Right. Uh, 18 teams is interesting to me um so you're at your i guess adding a team from what the two leagues as of 2020 had um but i don't imagine you're keeping all nine canadian teams in Uh, your (laughs) in your iteration of this of this this alignment i don't know where that came from i saw that on twitter that you thought i was gonna knock off some canadian teams why because i feel like if you're gonna keep all the canadian teams and i even think this is how they're probably thinking in corporate offices in uh toronto and at redbird and the danny garcia's office and the rock uh 18 teams means uh you need to make some cuts to the canadian uh, franchises and move those to I think more profitable cities that's not enough if you go 20 something teams then I think you have a shot at keeping a team in somewhere like I don't know Ottawa so you have so we're not gonna get this is only Dinkin and Duncan because I think feel like we can talk about this for a couple hours here but of course we can for so I didn't make team- a graphic for, that's a good point for every team that you knock off in Canada you have to find a new home in the u.s for at least for now easy or me- or mexico according to uh tijuana some, some, tijuana some terramanas oh oh my god you <laughs> just did it boom no but i like it for the most part you put together a good graphic here very easy to comprehend the timeline like i said i love like i said I, I think it's a good timeline. I'm not weeks. too worried about heat. I'm not worried about scheduling. There's even a case to be made to actually play your first weekend the same weekend as the Final Four because you have three games. You, you well, play Saturday night. To that dude, to at the, at, yeah. the, that dude at the at Redbird Capital uh, who was being quoted this week who said, how many people watch the XFL in 2020? Just how many people want football? How many people actually love football way more than all the other sports probably combined? Um, the final four is the final four. It's great, but you have wagering and XFL, fo- XFL, CFL football going on for week one. You know that weekend, you don't go head to head with one of those games. You're totally your back. It's 
busted already. You don't really care. Your team's not one nope. of the final four. Like, yeah, yeah you're getting 18 like, million no. viewers, whatever, but there's so many people. Yeah. And you have so many people already staying home to watch the final four. Why aren't they going to pop in a football game, you know, or instead of uh, Miley Cyrus at between games, they're going to watch some XFL coverage. Like, that's the kind of things you can actually think yeah. about. I watched Miley Cyrus do her version of karaoke all day long. I thought she was fantastic. That's <laughs> Real quick, I, I just want to throw this stat out here before we kind of uh, finish this off. So my whole logic behind this was five division games. You play your teams in your division one time. Uh, that gives you about the same ratio that the NFL does today in terms of strength of division, right? You want to make your division means something if you're going to win it and actually get an automatic bid to the to the playoffs. So I did five, which is about 40% of your schedule, and then seven non-division games, which is the other 60%. I dug it. I liked it. And so did uh, My Life's Hero on Twitter. And he said, this is actually solid. I love the idea of ending the season around fourth of J- the July 4th, especially well, with the marketing ability of the new owners. So I like that you picked the tweet that shouted out my – my contribution to that graph. Well, I mean, if it, it worked, is all I said. You it pick did. the date. You're, here's what you said. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to do the math, but I, it would be really cool if we could finish around the Fourth of July. But I don't know. Would we get like 15, 16 weeks in there? That's how I did this, the work. That's how you got to think. I did the you work. Just thinking simple, basic terms. Yes, you did the work. Three divisions. I. I mean that. That's maybe overcomplicating it for week for year one. To me, I would have probably left it at two with that few t- uh, amount of teams. Um, but who you could you could get away with with three there. I think it makes sense. It's logical, so I'm not going to knock it. And you did the work, and it's also visually appealing. And it's red, it's white, and it's blue. I appreciate that too. So thank For you. Sure. And it's it didn't confuse me as a colorblind person. Yeah, and I think you definitely have to look. You have to to kind of mend. I'm sorry, blend the, the the leagues together. This talks about keeping the CFL and the XFL separate. To me, keeps everything divided. You have to blend them. I know you like this reference, the Adam Sandler blending of the XFL and the CFL. Blend, blend it all up, but uh, you also have to figure out rules and all the other complicated stuff. Smart oh, season, though, was last we'll week's topic. We'll that to topic, the professionals. And yeah, that's the hard, <laughs> hard stuff that I could like to sink my teeth into. I think your smart season involves too much math for me, but I dig the timeline. Check that infographic out at XFL Show. We put it up there and uh, let us know what you think about it. Keep Keep the comments coming especially the part about ending 4th of July. My idea, great idea. All right, here we do. We do it uh, very orderly fashion here, Bryant. We have a lot of information to gather and react to and to kind of, we're going to put into some detective work this week throughout the show leading up to the hot reads. So pay attention, uh, get your magnifying glass out, uh, your corncob pipe if you're the Sherlock Holmes variety and, uh, Let's get it on. It's time for this week's cover, too. You want it? I'm going to give it to you right now. And in honor of this week's cover to drop, I'm going to wipe my brow like Coach Moss as we get ready here. The heat is on with these talks, Brian. And CFL Commissioner Randy Ambrosi spoke on Thursday about the XFL, CFL talks, where we're at, what sprung them. And really mostly just kind of 
putting over, as the cool kids would say, praising the XFL's new ownership and their vision for the sport of football and talking about how there was already an alignment with how everybody was thinking at the CFL for their future and the future of the game and how the XFL's ownership was thinking about the future of the game. So quotes from Randy Ambrosi. He said they shared similar values and he expressed that the CFL needs to go harder kind of towards the entertainment aspect of things, really talking about how huge uh, The Rock is globally. And I believe he said that he has so many followers or something that he would if you made them a country, they'd be the fourth largest country, fifth millions and fourth, millions of fans, millions and millions of fans. Also, Randy Ambrosi talking about how just Danny Garcia, the rock are very adept at bringing value to brands via the entertainment world and the CFL wanting to push the, their brand into that direction. Also to help grow the game of, of something he said a whole lot. Uh, in these talks that the CFL posted. Um, also, he said, welcome welcome the world into this great game of football. That was the chunk, little quote chunk I took there, Brian, because that's really something we're going to dive into today. Welcoming the world to the great game of football. The world, not Canada, not just no- the U.S., not just North America, the world. I'm talking about the global brand of The Rock and everything that he does in terms of Brands that he's a part of, Under Armour, Terramana Tequila, big old movie franchises. So this conversation posted by the CFL from Randy Ambrosi, all these quotes we took, it was really, I think, just the league updating where we're at for all the people in Canada who are probably panicking and coming up with conspiracies and ideas and thoughts. And uh, there's claims that the MLSE, the Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment Group that owns the Argonauts and the Maple Leafs and the Raptors is really a, people saying they're a driving force. I believe Rod Peterson, sports talker up in Canada, claiming that that's the driving force from the CFL side, that that group is pushing them towards this kind of thinking. Um, reports coming out everywhere about the CFL panicking about 2021 season, about them not being able to last past 2021 without a big bold move like something like merging with the xfl so with all that said it was probably time for the cfl's head to speak up about it and so he gave some quotes here and a little bit of an update but not much to sink our teeth into in terms of new news bryant but we did get some clues i think from the wording he used from some of the other reports we saw this week from the likes of dave Naylor at tsn who is now saying that where we're at now, uh, early April, as of this show dropping April 9th, 2021, ownership still against or against, as they would say, uh, playing CFL football this season with no fans in the stands. They're not going to go out there without fans. The government in Canada not allowing fans just yet. Pandemic still not under control. Vaccine rollout still slow up there. So with all that, that we're basically where we were at just a couple weeks ago when we talked to Dave Naylor and when we were just getting the our eyeballs up on the CFL as XFL fans. So that's where they're at. Randy Ambrosi, the commissioner, had to put something out this week about these talks. Is it a distraction from 
them planning for the 2021 season. You could maybe say that as an XFL fan, you and I, Bryant, are very happy that he at least spoke about the negotiations a little bit, though, this week, because we have some stuff to talk about. Well, I mean, not only that for that reason, but I also feel like just because um, I'd like to see this from the XFL side, you know, either Danny Garcia or The Rock or someone from Redbird Capital kind of really uh, take the questions. Now, Danny Ambrosi released this interview through the CFL, so it wasn't as like he went on TSN and got asked so maybe some questions that maybe are a little more yeah, this was you know edgy. Like this was kind of media, yeah, yeah like, like this was a government address from the head of the <laughs> CFL. Yeah, so either way, we get some we get some little bits, little pieces, little clues. Like you're saying, you know, it was just like a do 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 do. So it's all that. Uh, shout out, Steve, you're still alive. Um, either way, I think the CFL talking highly of the XFL is almost expected because why would you not talk as highly as possible about the people you are trying to make a business deal with? Hey, the, the XFL is like this new thing and, you know, we'll see what they could do. You know, we're just trying to figure out what's, what's our best option. Oh, of course not. You're going to make this sound like the best thing possible for the CFL and whether it is or not, uh, will will be, will be seen. But at the same time, I think Randy Ambrosi's doing the right thing. And I, I'm sure CFL fans are probably like, Hey, just leave my game alone. Some of them are anyway. I think Randy Ambrose is really just exploring the options and MLSE, the biggest media group in the biggest city in your country is, is forcing this ahead. You got to listen. This is like Jerry Jones saying, Hey, we're going to go do this. You got to go listen. Yeah. The, the most influential owners uh, that makes sense. Uh, you know, whether those uh, reports get totally confirmed and, and, you know, we'll, we'll find out. I mean, I think that that might've been someone trying to, at least point the finger at a group of people up in Canada for the out, the my, small minority we're hearing that are outraged about these talks, maybe to get angry at. But also, I mean, whoever, whomever's the driving force behind the talks, we want to see the talks continue here. And uh, I think Randy Ambrosi, at least speaking the way he did, also lets us know uh, the status of those talks are still where they were basically at, but they're still ongoing. And there's it doesn't sound like any kind of uh, bumps in the road have been hit. Uh, they're still talking positively about each other. So that's a good thing. So as we look into the words that he used, but we also want to focus on the stuff he talked about, global brands, growing the game of football for the world. That's all coming up in just a little bit in the hot read, Bryant. So keep that in your mind as we dive into the clues. But real quick, another part of the cover two, the Roughnecks logos, they're kaput, they're gone, they're dead, like disco, no more. The Titans and the Patriots of the NFL have assured that we will not see the Houston Roughnecks logo from 2020 ever again on an XFL field because, well, they what not not sued, they uh, disputed right in patent court, and XFLNewsHub.com is reporting that trademark attorney and friend of the show Josh Gerben uh, is confirming as much that those logos have been abandoned. By the XFL, they will not be using the 2020 Roughnecks logo. Sad to see them go. The man in the hat and the oil tower, oil rig H. Uh, yeah, they were, they were really nice logos. I liked them. I mean, the the, the H, the oil tower, I, th- I think we said before in a previous show that we, okay, this is pretty similar. 
maybe they can get away with it. The one with the man and the side profile it just seems like not necessary. Either way, whatever. As yeah, a Steelers fan, he looks more like Steely McBeam than any Patriots guy. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Yeah, but the Steelers would never care about something like that. The Steelers would just be like, yeah, it's fine. The Patriots, we all know. Patriots. Well, the Steelers would be like, whoa, someone knows who Steely McBeam is? Wow. <laughs> we, all of our fans hate that guy. Now, do you just see? I, here's how I saw it when I read it. Is the XFL's like, look, this team's a year old. Fine. You don't want those logos. We'll figure something else out. Whatever. It's not like these logos. It's not like the WWE has to go from the WWF to WWE. This is like a one year yeah. thing. Just it's a okay. fine. All right. We'll let it go. It's not. It's not get the F out. It's get the H out. Uh, here we go. Suggestion for a replacement logo. Uh, June Jones's face. PJ. I was thinking PJ. PJ Walker. He might be playing for the Roughnecks again. I don't yeah, know. Maybe. Can you play for a team and your face is the logo? Has that has anyone ever done that? Uh, was probably, Jerry West uh, the logo for the NBA? Ooh, that's while a great question. Playing? I don't know. That, imagine being the logo for the entire league, not just your team. <laughs> um, what was the what's uh, Will Ferrell's uh, character name? And, uh, I'm wondering what the hell you're doing in this league. Jackie Moon. <laughs> Jackie Moon. Maybe he was. That's the only person I can think of is Jackie Moon actually being the logo of his team. <laughs> the and what was, man, I can't remember what the name anyway. Uh, what else could you tropics. do? I mean, Flint tropics. Tropics. Flute tropics. Thank you very much. Uh, they invented the alley oop. Uh, what could you do? <laughs> As a roughneck, I mean, could you do a. <laughs> So what if they do a side profile of the oil tower and a front face of the actual uh, man with the hard hat? <laughs> How <laughs> do they do that? that? <laughs> I mean, it's it's unless they change the name, it's got to be something involving all and something involving a, a a grizzled working man, right? That's what it's all about, roughneck. I what mean, about the other oil rigs that are like the the like the they look like the hammer? You know what I'm talking about? Or, or it could just be a yeah that would be all right but I mean yeah, that would that would make sense but I would be more down with a like just a big rich guy in a cowboy hat at a desk with his feet up counting money that'd be a good too <laughs> it'd make a lot of sense but we'll see what it's they big do. oil tycoon oh, man <laughs> tycoons would be a good one too I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I don't want to Texas root for the tycoons. What if they? Though. What if they did Texas tycoons? And Baden Houston would say Texas. It's a very villainous name, but I, it would. It sounds cool. It's alliteration. A lot of good logos you can make from that. But we'll see what they do with the Roughnecks logo. Just remember the 2020 Houston Roughnecks logos uh, will never be seen uh, again on an XFL field, and they can't. That means they can't even be used in a future XFL video game as an alternate jersey. Bryant, unless like a little kickback to the NFL. It. That's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. How much do you think you have NFL. to kick back to the NFL for them to say yes? Because they're getting 50 bajillion billions of dollars for TV deals. Be like, we'll give you a million. Uh, it's actually on the roll of toilet paper in the bathroom. We're good. You know what's a shame is they're getting all these bajillions of dollars from TV. They're squeezing out, you know, little guys like the XFL of having their cool logos for the Houston Roughnecks. And they're not even growing the game properly, at least. There's no farm system. There's no NFL Europe anymore. They have their little NFL Academy in London we hear about here and there. They play their games in London a little bit. 
they have their games in Mexico for money, of course, mostly, not to grow the game. What if there was a league that was dedicated to just growing this game of football globally? And that was like a top goal, a top a top reason why the league exists, growing the game. And not, of course, revenue, TV, fan engagement, all that, but also growing the game internationally, Brian. Would you be down for that? Is that something you think should happen in a world, you know, in 2020 where soccer is still globally the most popular sport when we all know it's a great sport, but football Americano is so much better? I mean, it really is. And I think uh, you got to start in the U.S., then maybe expand north, and the rest is in your hands. The world. Do people actually have this this notion at the top levels of places like the CFL and XFL? Is it an actual goal of these negotiations? There's some clues out there. We're going to piece them together and figure out if that is true or a total crock. It's time for the hot read. So Randy Ambrosi, going back to his his state of the XFL CFL negotiations address the CFL put out, Bryant. He alluded to welcoming the world to the game, growing the game globally, putting over the rock and Danny Garcia's global brands. And all that talk, all those words, that rhetoric really falls in line with a piece our good friend of the show, Dave Naylor from TSN, put out this week and was on TV talking about as well, basically saying that the CFL and XFL vision is, of course, geared towards the survival of the leagues, but also growing the game internationally and creating an international brand together that's not just North America but beyond. Now, we need to do some detective work because we have a whole lot of clues here. Like I said earlier, Brian, are these clues that we're going to be talking about or are these all red herrings? Let's go through them one by one, starting with Danny Garcia. When we got the word that the CFL and XFL were chatting up negotiations, alignment being discussed, Danny Garcia, owner of the XFL, tweeted emojis of flags, the U.S. and Canadian flags, and globes. Is that a clue, some insight into the thinking behind these negotiations for global expansion of the game of football? I'm going to say this one is a clue. And here's, I mean, I wish we had saved this one for the very end. This one to me is a clue because they've been talking about talking for a long time. And this little world discussion, I think Danny Garcia alluded to it a little too soon in terms of, hey, we are just announcing our partnership. Because they've been talking about this world domination thing, you know, pinky in the brain style for a long time. <laughs> I I I think the the emojis might be something we're looking a little bit too far into. I speak in emojis. That's I, all I, I speak in. Don't now. I know so a lot of people do, but 
You still also, do the crying face, probably. You don't understand. You don't get I don't emojis do that are like life. I don't do any because I don't want to. I'm confused by them. And I don't want to confuse Luck anyone. did emojis. I'm sure he did. All yeah. I, Vince McMahon does emojis. Winky face, right? Doesn't he do that? What did he do? I, they, <laughs> I, all I know is when I, I stopped using them when I learned that an eggplant was not an eggplant because then you <laughs> get in some trouble. So I think putting a globe there just signifies maybe that, you know, the CFL and the world is ours. The XFL and American Company Global. That's that's enough for putting a clue. But you know, if you want to look into it, I wouldn't take that as an oh a big clue. Maybe not a red herring, but so. not something huge. This one, I definitely take as a clue, Brian. The CFL. We've joked about this, and then you and I actually watched that Mexican football league, Mexican football Americano league which has been around for a few years now. The CFL's been slowly building combines and relationships in places like Italy, Mexico. They have had this idea of exposing at least their league internationally, but also growing the game internationally, finding players internationally. And I definitely think that's something the CFL was already kind of doing. Maybe not full throttle, maybe not, you know, a big part of their business plan and their plan to grow the game, but it was a part of the plan. And now the XFL comes in and they have maybe the same kind of ideas. That's a clue to look at. When you see uh, there's a combine for the CFL in Italy, how silly. I guess they're looking anywhere for players. No, they're looking to grow the game. Well, I'll tell you what this, whatever part of the business model this was, it was not 60% of it. Um, the CFL maybe had plans, maybe ideas, maybe wants to actually go out there and and grow the game internationally, but maybe they just couldn't. Maybe they didn't have the strength. Maybe they didn't have the capital. You know, now they have Redbird Capital. Now you have the strength and the rock, the thought, the ideas of Danny Garcia. Maybe now it's a, it's a possibility. I think the CFL for sure has thought about this all the time. Hey, what did uh, Dave Miller said? We need to figure out how to get our game outside of our borders, right? Canada obviously has like a tenth of the percentage of uh, population as the U.S. So, how do you grow the game? Well, it can't grow in the U.S. because the NFL is king. Maybe you explore other options, and I think that's fair. I'll, I'll say this is a clue. At least from the CFL side, the XFL coming in there and saying we like that. Let's do more with that, and we could help with that. I could see that being something that's heavily discussed. Whether it is, we'll find out. Uh, Another piece here. There are small leagues like that league in Mexico that you and I enjoyed watching on uh, YouTube. Uh, There's a league, apparently, according to this Naylor piece, uh, in Germany and Poland and Europe that's going to be starting up this year. Um, We've seen, you know, Europe, especially, you know, England and the U.K., they, they are enjoying the NFL games they get. They pay attention to the NFL there. Um, the soil is starting to get fertile with players, too, from across the pond. So with small leagues in existence is and also a, a players starting to trickle into the college game here from, from Europe especially, that's enough for someone like the CFL and XFL to say, okay, let's really invest in this and let's start watering this soil some more and really help ourselves and the game expand. 
these little leagues popping up everywhere I think is good for getting the locals involved, right? So if you have this Polish league or a German league or anybody out there where there's want, right? Because the, the, the uh, excuse me, the NFL goes out there, well, how many times? Four times? Three times a year? To, to Europe and one time to Mexico is what they were doing pre-pandemic. Um, so there's wants out there, but can they support a team? Can they support a league? Can they support, you know, eight home games? Like, those are all the questions that you have to kind of understand ask yourself and understand is it possible so i think it's possible yes but these little you know leagues popping up all over the place i think it's just kind of like a hey we're trying you know people are trying to get football to be popular out there they see the billions of dollars it's worth in america maybe it's worth a couple million here so let's take let's shoot our shot as the cool kids say so i'm gonna say this one's not as much i feel like there's something untapped out there that 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 needs some investment so i'm i'm kind of big on this one so many great athletes and this game is only going to grow internationally as the years go on it already has i like his uh nailer in his piece he alluded to the nba getting european players in the late 80s and through the 90s and now that we see the nba is an international league i don't expect the NFL will be quite like that anytime soon, but I definitely expect to see handfuls of international players play professionally, whether it's the NFL or the XFL, CFL, uh, a lot more. And it needs investment from the NFL, which they're kind of doing, but in their own way of, you know, of course, making sure we make money doing it. And we'll see what the XFL and CFL do in that regard. It's definitely something that you have to have in the plan because the great big world out there with a whole lot of money to be made but also a whole lot of potential talent to help you make that money a last clue here or possibly uh, diversion or mirage or red herring if you will looking at the rock he is a global icon who can influence millions and millions of youngsters to watch and pursue football Americano slash Canadiano. So The Rock, just seeing his influence as an influencer, the CFL can kind of push him in that direction, and The Rock alone is someone that has that ability to really help grow the game of football, maybe even more so than people at the NFL because of his incredible status as someone millions and millions follow and hang on every word and want to be like well i think this is a, a clue but for so many other reasons that i think you know the rock his global um appeal to anyone yes thank you very much i will take that if the rocks be willing to be a part of my business idea or model or whatever i have in mind because he does have millions and, and millions. millions of fans and and the rock doing what he does which is you know sending i mean he, he's got this positive uh energy around him it like glows you know it, it's do, just like hey do you think join the me, rock let's have some fun that's what has that kind of power where he could like influence at least a good no- amount of 
youngsters in places like England and Germany and Mexico to play football? Does he have that kind of power? Uh, does he have that kind of that power? positive force for good? Maybe if the he says should be like the logo of the. I want to grow the the game of football, which he says he wants to do. Is it is it something we should take as a serious a serious notion that this man's ability to influence and to inspire is something the C coupled with the CFL's pursuit of growing the game internationally is actually something that is that could be tangible and and actually be accomplished if they both set their minds to it. Is that something we should poo-poo? It can never be done. Because that's actually almost crazier than saying, I'm going to have a spring football league in the United States of America. Saying, I want to grow the game globally is very difficult to imagine for a lot of people. Are 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 we running before we're crawling, though, here with this talk? Is how I feel, right? Does it start with growing it in the U.S. and in Canada? Of course, does it, absolutely. Does it have to go internationally right away? Is that what their thought is? Like you go big or go home type thing right now? I don't know if that's the necessarily the goal. I, I, right now, maybe five years, six years, seven years. You know, you ten years down the road, you're starting to build momentum internationally. You get your footprint. You get. But here's the problem. It's and and I don't know how to say this lightly. As soon, and I mean this, as soon as you start making noise anywhere internationally, guess who's going to take your thunder? Guess. The NFL. <laughs> right? This is uh, this is like, hey, I cleaned up the yard. I was a little kid. I was like, oh, I want a new place to play. I took, I took out all the weeds. I, 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 I got all the leaves. I came home from school, and my mom planted all these plants because she's like, ooh, nice little garden. Look at this. How cool is this, right? I do all the work. Do you take it? Like, you have to be careful with this, too. So, to be Before you know it, the Jags are playing in England every week of the of the season. Yeah. Now, is that a good thing for you? Maybe. If it, at the end of the day, says, hey, the Jags have a team now, so there's that many people now involved in football. Let's give them a little more. But, you know, you have to. It's, it's such a game. I think you really need to stabilize yourself here. In the U.S. and in Canada, uh, and then you start worrying about the world. But the Rock has that appeal to anyone, and I'm sure anybody who sees the Rock would be like, "Oh, I know that guy. Oh, I, I know that voice. I, I, I know who that is," and will gravitate towards him in some way, shape, or form. So that took a turn because you know we're talking about well, we hope these leagues can survive in their in the Canada and the United States, and then. We hear Randy Ambrosi, who's always used these words of like global, world, international, partners across countries and whatnot. And then you see uh, Dave Naylor put out this piece. We hear how the MLSE is thinking really, really big. How The Rock always thinks really big. With all these clues, do you actually think that a global move is something that's made in the initial rollout of whatever this is. I cannot imagine that this on the initial onset travels over international waters, unless it's like Michigan. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's just about it. I, I maybe the Rio Grande, maybe if we're lucky, we'll get a Tijuana team. 
if they want to expand there. But you know, the, the amount of effort that goes into doing these things, you still don't know what's going to happen with this pandemic. You're crossing another border. Uh, it, it just doesn't seem like something's actually tangible. And it makes no sense to have like three different leagues playing at the same time and then have everybody just kind of meet at the end of the season. Like that makes no sense. You have to have this like camaraderie, right? Did I say that right? I think I said that right, didn't I? Com- like this com- now I won't be able to say it right. Camaraderie. <laughs> that. And if you don't have that, then I think this is just kind of pointless. So I, I really feel like they're going to stick with in Canada, Americano, Canadiano, keep them together. Let's blend it. Let's see what we can do. And let's also focus on expanding our footprint internationally. Yeah, maybe it just means TV deals in international markets, which would be fantastic, too. Maybe um, a game. Maybe one game. Maybe uh, events. Have The Rock yeah. go out there for that one game. Hey, meet The Rock and watch a football game. Might have what to would, be that way. But What would be awesome and ideal to me would be that actually Redbird's investing way more into this than we even can imagine. And they're saying, oh, we're going to build uh, American football academies in Mexico and in Europe. And we are going to grow the game from youth all the way up. And we're going to have amazing talent coming in internationally for years to come, which there kind of is happening. But a huge investment into that would be something I'd want to see. And youth we're talking the rock. We everywhere. Keep the rock. We, we keep saying the rock, but Redbird, they own, was it Totem, right? I think is what it is. They have the money. They own European soccer teams. I mean, this is... I, I see. Here's what I picture. Tot- I picture did Randy you mean Ambrosi. Toulouse? I think Toulouse. Toulouse. What did FC? I say? Totem. I Totem. Uh, Ta- I, I think like you meant Tottenham. I, I like football americano, Tottenham. not football. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, I just picture Danny Arsene. I got screwed up. I just got screwed up. Yeah, Randy Ambrosi. You know, some head honchos at Redbird Capital, all staring over like a little body of water, looking up and looking at a blimp that just says, "The world is yours." <laughs> Oh no! Pushing it to the limit. I don't know. I I don't know. The way that ends, though, is not something I I wish on anybody involved in these negotiations. If you don't think, if you don't think the NFL will come from behind and try to take you out, come on now. Be better. Be better. Jeez. Anyway, uh, we're here. Alan, every single week. So subscribe on all your favorite podcast apps. That's TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you give us that five star review. Tell your friends about us. Tell uh, your question, friends. Tell them topic. to get a clue. <laughs> you want us to cover? Well, text or call the XFL fan line 724 565 4XFL. Standard text messaging rates and international, international rates do apply. Also, follow us on social media platforms at XFL show. Twitter is my personal favorite. Or if you want to say hello, hi, subscribe. Hi, everyone. Uh, and watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash this is the XFL show, the official YouTube page of this is the XFL show. Oh, and don't forget our check out our sponsors, Pretty Easy Podcast. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com. Get started today because they make podcasting uh, pretty easy. Play fast, do it again. One more time, Bryant. No, I'm kidding. Great job. That's where we're at, everybody. Very good. <laughs> Very good job with your graphic, with your graphics, I, I've noticed. Everybody see how fancy it's looking around here on YouTube. If you're watching, appreciate your subscribing watch, and comments. Watch, yeah. Do you prefer them to watch? Listen to the podcast, too, while you're driving. Both. Or, yeah. or, or while you're gardening. Just and- watch on YouTube for over five seconds. That's all I ask. 
Yeah. Or <laughs> listen to the podcast while you're gardening and angering your son. I don't know where that analogy was, but if someone plants beautiful flowers in my backyard, I thank them. The, the analogy is, is I cleared out. I did all the work so I could have a new play area. And then my mom's oh. like, ooh, a new garden. I'm going to use my space that my son oh, did so all you're work thinking for. like swings and playing field, you know, Hockey, foot hockey, and all that. And, yes. Okay. All right, we're bringing it back to yes, that. Jim Zorn. That's exactly. I I don't. Know. You gotta be kidding me! What's going on here? It's the early. It's early April. It's the week of WrestleMania, Brian. You know, I was having a very hard time coming up with a football mindset because it is the biggest week in sports entertainment. But then. Randy Ambrosi spoke, and he is just enthralling. Maybe more than Roger Goodell, but not not as much as, like, you know, the greatest general manager of all time, Teddy Long. But still, very good info from the commissioner. I appreciate him giving us that update. Hopefully, we get something, like you said, from the XFL ownership coming up next week. Fingers crossed. That'd be great. It's something, you know, give us, even if it's an XFL interview, uh, maybe on a podcast that is familiar with dealing with the league directly, you know, like us. Just just throwing it out there. That maybe. would be cool. Either way, at XFL Show, Danny Garcia. Rock. DMs are open. Hashtag, uh, what's that hashtag? Open. Hashtag XFL Show? Oh, we want our Oh, job. hashtag we want our jobs back. Yeah, that's also, Brainbuster Radio, everybody, if you are catching that WrestleMania fever, we'll be talking about those two shows a whole lot and catch it on Friday night, Saturday morning. We'd appreciate if you did that as well. Listen to that podcast. You don't want to see what happens on that podcast. Or they might. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what we do for that. Happy WrestleMania week, everybody. Anything else, Bryant? I think that's it, man. Not age well. Let's have an interview. Let's have something. On the XFL side. Yes, XFL side, you're up. And we're out of time. We'll be back next week talking about whatever comes up with these negotiations and more. For Bryant, I'm Alan. This is the XFL Show. Remember, they're listening.